Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Trophy Moments and a Few Firsts. And I've got a very, very special guest today that was so kind to do the foreword to my book, Elite Bureau First, a few years ago. And somebody that I respect tremendously as an entrepreneur and has so many different layers, some of them you don't know about. You may know him for his football background. He was a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles here in Philadelphia, among some other franchises. Yes. And uh, Ron Jaworski. Can I call you Jaws? Absolutely. President Bush calls me Jaws, so you can too, Keith. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking off, off camera here about... Uh, actually, why don't we start there? Because you a few days ago, last week... About, about two weeks ago. There two was weeks a, ago, there you was interviewed... A, Interviewed uh, President Bush, and it was at the uh, MD Anderson Cooper Hospital Summit at the Constitution Center, and they wanted someone to interview the president. So they asked me. Why you? I have no idea. I guess, I, <laughs> I guess I, I'm widely acclaimed in interviewing presidents. I really don't know, Keith. But, uh, I guess uh, my connection with Philly, Philly sports, uh, you know, and, and they just thought it would be a good idea, whoever was in charge of the summit. Uh, very thankful for that opportunity. and. Uh, it was, you know, I, when I think of my football life, I think of, you know, interviewing, you know, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick or Archie or Peyton and, uh, you know, Manning and all those guys that are great football in the illustrious Hall of Fame, so many different ones. So they asked me to interview the president. And it was, it was a very cool situation. And, you know, we were waiting in the green room before we go on into the summit. And he says, uh, do you mind if I call you Jaws? <laughs> Yes, sir, Mr. President. We both laughed and chuckled. I said, this is going to be a piece of cake and have some fun. Because it's intimidating to interview. Was that your first president that you ever? Per, I, I've met presidents. Uh, but but you've never interviewed never one. Never interviewed one. So it was, uh, well, I, I must admit, I was, I was a bit intimidated. Uh, really? It's kind of unique. All the people and, that you've met. Yeah, it's the president. Yeah. And, and a man I, I hold in high esteem, as we all do, for handling his handling of 9-11. Um, and the way he, the country reacted to it. So it was very, I've always had very positive thoughts about uh, President Bush. So, yeah, it was a little bit intimidating. Well, so uh, we won't go too deep into that. But what was the uh, one question that you asked him that really meant something to you? I, I you know, there was always a few softballs because you got to get things going. But you know, I asked him about Ukraine, asked him about China. Now, the, obviously, the, the issues in Israel weren't going on yet, so we didn't get any comments on that. But uh, you know, there was a, there, there were pretty. He gave really good, strong answers. Obviously, nine eleven was a, a major area he wanted to speak to speak about. So, um, and he was very, very up front with everything, his feelings, the way things went. And, and of course, we talked about the Eagles-Cowboys game coming up, and I gave him an Eagles jersey. I said, can you wear this in Dallas? He said, no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to wear an Eagles no. jersey in Dallas either. No. Um, so tell us a little bit about all the different things that you're doing. At, I, I, I play on one of your golf courses, and you've got how many golf courses now? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Just acquired Back Creek down outside of a Wilmington, Delaware. So uh, what are the courses that you have? Uh, Do you stuff, remember? Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I had, did have a lot of concussions, so I forget a lot of things. But, uh, but you start out down the Jersey Shore with Blue Heron Pines. Great course. Running deer down in Pittsgrove, which hosts a U.S. Open uh, one, one qualifier of my next year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Valleybrook, Ramblewood, Riverwinds. Uh, I just mentioned Back Creek, uh, Honey Run Golf Club out in New York. I've never played okay. Honey Run. you got to get out there. Very, very, very user-friendly golf course. You can spray it a little bit, Keith, and you okay. can still find it. So, And Downingtown Country Club in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. So the golf business is strong right now. Uh, you know, uh, coming out of COVID, which was very, very difficult for every business, um, I wasn't sure if we were going to last because no one really knew. We were, yep. show, we were shut down for six weeks, basically, losing about a million dollars a week in income. And, you know, you kind of – 
didn't know what, what was going on, but I thankful to the PPP plan by the federal government, which kind of helped me recover some of those losses. And uh, when people came out of COVID, they wanted to be outdoors. And golf is a sport that is obviously played outdoors. Golf Although, got hot. It got hot. And you see a lot more women playing, a lot more young people, more African-Americans, more Asians. So people have picked up the game that most of the golfers looked like me and you, Keith, you know, in our Guys above 60 that had free time or retired, whatever, to play golf. But it just took off of the younger people. And all of a sudden, cool clothes were in. Yeah. You know, cool hats were in. Turn your head back. Music on the golf carts. Yeah. I mean, the game changed. And and for the better. It used to be the old stuff. You guys, we don't want music. You know, don't interrupt. I'm putting, that sort of thing. Now, the game is cool. And it's, it's been really great for business. Are, um, are you looking for any more courses? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, with, with you know, we have thousands of members at our clubs, and I've been looking down in Florida. And uh, BJ, my son, who who runs the co- the company Ron Jaworski Golf, day to day, you know, he makes sure that everything's getting done. I I kind of ha- come around and play owner, you know, and shake hands with everybody <laughs> and sneak around the golf in as well. And he looks at his watch. When when are you leaving, Dad? Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah I, I'm very fortunate. My wife Liz, obviously, very much involved in the golf company. BJ runs the day to day stuff, and I mean, it's a forty million dollar golf company now with a golf course. So. Um, there's a lot going on. They need quality people. You know, I trust family, so that's always yep. at the top of the list. But um, we love the business. We love being around people, and we're you know we like to expand. And uh, so that's one business. You got another business. It's BCA. Yep. Tell us about BCA. Yeah, BCA is just a, well. You're a member of BCA, yep. Business Clubs America. And, uh, Jolene, my daughter, handles the company, uh, owns the company, and just does a magnificent job. And it, although I started the company, uh, there was a a company called Breakfast Clubs America, which I did a lot of speeches for uh, back probably 20, 25 years ago. And I really loved the the Breakfast Club idea. But it was a little more chamber-like where everyone was included. Uh, business Clubs America is, is exclusive. It, it's leaders of corporate business, corporate America, and, and get the leaders and decision makers together. And I, I always felt like the chamber... category-specific. Category, yeah. So when you go to an event... There aren't 12 banks. There aren't right. six phone companies. It's your company. It's your, your business. And you're dealing with decision makers. And we all know in business, you got to move quick. You, people pass by. you got you got to rapid fire when you're in business. And you want to make a decision, you need to be able to call somebody. And so BC allows you to talk to the person in charge, the decision maker. You don't have to go through a secretary, an administrator. You go right to the top if you're a BCA member. And it, it's worked in Philadelphia. Jolene, my daughter, has done a phenomenal job of building the company. Obviously, like most companies, that uh, COVID hurt us a little bit, but mm-hmm. bounced back in a nice way. And it's amazing. There's literally a waiting list for membership to get in BCA. And you know, you've been involved pretty much since day one, yep. so you know, you know, you know better than anyone how it can help grow your business when you're dealing with decision makers and basically the corporate leaders in our community. Yeah, the the, the, the tagline is build relationships before you need them. And I can tell you, through COVID, that came to play in aces. Yeah, there were so many relationships that. I had that weren't, I, I never utilized. Yeah. I utilized and they helped me get through. No question. And we helped each other get through. That, that was a challenging the, time. The, the strength and unity, making decisions together. What are you doing? You know, the government was making decisions and I'm not sure all of them were right. I'm not yep. sure all of them were wrong, but we as people doing it day to day through the COVID period needed the help of each other yep. and the advice of each other to help get through it. And, and it, the BCA concept really worked in a very, very tough time. So I, I, I know we see you on TV as an anal- as a, a commentator and an analyst. What else you do? You've named a couple companies. Or are there any other ventures that you're currently in? 
Yeah, I've got investments in, in a lot of things. I serve on the, the uh, advisory board for M&T Bank, and it's a really kind of cool position to be around, of, again, the corporate leaders, decision makers, and get to know people that have other interests in maybe sports or golf. You, know, you learn about other things when you're in meetings and our board meetings is an incredible group of people, you know, and, and, and I love that aspect of it because, uh, yeah, I'm a football player. You know, I, I really didn't get into business till, till I retired in, in, in 1990. So what was the first yeah. business you got into? Um, I'll give you, I'll go way back when I was playing quarterback for Philadelphia Eagles. I bought a hot tub business. I never knew. I didn't know that. Well, that's way back, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> was that in uh, Buffalo or? No, it was actually in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. Yeah, Cherry Hill on Route 70. And uh, we what was used, the name we, of it? Ron Jaworski's Hot Tubs. And, and now, now, it's re- it's, now, in our locker room, Otho Davis <laughs> at, this, at Veterans Stadium was our, athletic, was our athletic trainer. Phenomenal guy. So he got this deal from the hot tub. You know, people had jacuzzis or yeah. whirlpools. So he got a hot tub donated, and he put it in the locker room. So I, I met the guys from, the, uh, I think it was Nature Hot Tubs. They wanted the wooden <laughs> hot tub. And uh, so he said, oh, they're looking to put a franchise in South Jersey. I said, yeah, talk to me about it. So we ended up getting a franchise in South Jersey. And it really was my first foray. Um, put my toe in the water, you know, kind of a, yeah. a slogan uh, <laughs> of business. And, and I'm still playing quarterback with the Eagles. So you can imagine you, you got a quarterback and you got a hundred things on your mind before she, and this goes back to family, goes back to Did my Liz wife. Did get involved? She, she was involved, yes, yeah. but not, not day to day, but she was, she had more time to just kind of oversee the business. And, and I learned a lot about business because when you put your own money into something is when you really learn, you know, and you focus and, and you work hard when it's your money on the line. So that was my first foray, a hot tub business. And uh, we sold it a few years later, and I think I made some beer money on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't run it out of business and you learned. I learned. It was a, lear- it was a learning experience. It was absolutely a learning experience. So I was very grateful for that because I'm, I'm a quarterback. You know, I, was, I was trained in high school and in college, you know, to play sports. But, yeah, I mean, you, you throw it off like, oh, I was a quarterback and you, you don't know anything. But. To be a quarterback in the NFL, you've got to have some major leadership skills that apply to business. No, no question, no question about it. In fact, you know what I do now. You probably will. Right, I do about twenty-five to thirty speaking engagements yep. around the country, motivational speeches, and I basically intertwine football with business. And it's really been my life. Obviously, football is an NFL quarterback for seventeen years, four years at Youngstown State, and four years at Lackawanna High, and just outside of Buffalo, my high school. So, twenty-five years of my life was playing the quarterback position. And I learned so much about the leadership it takes to be successful in football carries over the it's same damn way, yep. Keith, because if, if you're not a leader and you can't put your arms team. around you know, the team, it's all, it's, it's all, there's no I in team. Yep. It's, all about, it's all about team. And if you build a team that, that trusts each other and works hard, um, you give yourself a really chance to have success. So I've taken the same things I've learned from, you know, from Dick Vermeil from Don Shula, from Marty Schottenheimer, from Chuck Knox, from Buddy Ryan, coaches that have won close to 1,000 games in the NFL. Think of that, 1,000 games, how hard that is to win. Those are the guys that coached me and taught me about leadership. Actually, by experiencing that as part of my, you know, my getting ready to play quarterback and be a leader, I learned from those kinds of people, so I was very fortunate. So that's another business that you have, a speaking business. Yeah. So how, so you do how many probably speeches 20, a year? Probably 25 to 30 a year. Right? So lot, how do you learn of, to become a speaker? I just talk a lot. They call me Jaws. <laughs> so you, you, no formal training. You just became yourself. No formal training, but but I I read a lot. Yeah, you know, and I read a lot of leadership books. Uh, Is that lot. what the speeches are basically around leadership? Around leadership, yeah, no question about it. And I, I read a lot of military books. I think. Uh, discipline is is really important, not only in running a business, but in your life. I think discipline is so important. And I, I've read books on leadership from generals and people in you know in the army and the navy and the marines that have written books. 
Navy SEALs, because I think discipline and every, you know, obviously it, it's very important in football, but yep. it's also important in life that you have discipline within your own fabric. Yep. So those of you out there that didn't know this, if you're looking for a keynote speaker, I'll give him a standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard him speak. He's unbelievable. So I'm going to get into our topic for today. There's two, which is a trophy moment. So you've probably had many trophy moments in your life. And is there one or two or three that stand out? Why do they stand out and what do they mean to you? Keith, there probably are a thousand. Okay. And uh, to pick one singular moment probably wouldn't be fair to all the other moments. Um. As much as we just talk about business and things I've accomplished, I think the, the, the it's, it's a long-term moment, and it's my family. And I think when you think about you know that moment, uh, that how there isn't one. It's a great wife, you know. It's three great kids. It's I've seven met, great grandkids. I've met Liz. I know Liz. <laughs> what did she do? Or what did you do to deserve her? Uh, yeah, she, good way to put it. She, yeah, she's. Uh, She's amazing. She's amazing. She she allowed me to do my thing. Yep. Uh, she's an unbelievable wife. I mean, we we've been we'll be celebrating our fiftieth wedding anniversary next year. But we started dating in high school. Yeah, I was sixteen. She was fifteen. So who who made the first uh, move there? And we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now wait, you, you know that you know this story too. She's the cheerleader, I was the quarterback. You know, <laughs> okay. I mean, it was one of those one of those those perfect relationships. And you know, most people say, "It'll never last. It'll never last." But we're going to celebrate fifty years uh, next next uh, June. So she's your trophy wife. So she's, oh, she is definitely my trophy wife. But then, but but we're we're so, we, we try to maintain some levity. Uh, we try to maintain camaraderie within our family. You know, like I said, we got uh, I got a great grandson. I got great granddaughters. Um, you know, it, it just travel it, together. It, it, in-laws are great. Oh my God. We have, we do a trip a year together. We have a, a house on the Jersey shore and the weekends are wild, just so wild. So where'd you go last year? And where are you going? Uh, the we, coming went to, year? we went to Pebble beach last year. I, I remember yeah, that. we went to Pebble yep. beach and it, I mean, it was 15 of us went. Uh, so I got my, you know, six-year-old grandson, my four-year-old grandson on the 18th hole of Pebble beach. And I, 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 I will applaud the people of Pebble beach. We were playing golf, and they let the kids come down in the 18th hole, hitting from 100 yards out. So most people, yeah, get them kids out of here. You know, they were very, very cordial, very nice, and let the kids hit. They, they, don't, even, they, they don't realize what Pebble Beach is. For me, yeah. it's the holy grail. You know, you're out there on Pebble Beach and had these four-year-olds and six-year-olds and two-year-olds running around in the 18th fairway and going up to the green at Pebble Beach. Maybe in about 10 years, I realized, you know, what a cool moment it was. That's but, special. Uh, but, but it, it, and we've, you know, we've been to Grand Canyon as a group, as a family. Um, and I think it's important that, that don't ever forget your roots. You went to Poland. We went to Poland. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't take the grandkids, just uh, Liz and I and uh, two daughters went to, went to Poland and spent 10 days in Poland. We wanted to visit the homeland and uh, incredible, incredible experience. And it seemed like there was a church on every corner and we prayed at every corner. <laughs> my, my knees were, were sore from kneeling every, every church we went to, but it was a great, great experience. And, you know, everyone knows the, you know, how tough it was in Poland when it was under the communist regime and, you know, they they've now are independent and democratic society. And uh, just, it was, I mean, it's like being in an international city when you go to Warsaw and Krakow and Zakopane. Now, we tried to find out where we, we got close, but kind of after all our research and study, we met with a lot of people. And they said, well, what happened, you know, like in the 30s and the 40s, uh, if another country wanted something, they just raid Poland right. and move, move the boundaries of the territory. So it was, it, we, we think we got close to kind of the neighborhood where, a lot of our great great grandparents lived and grew up, but we couldn't find it specifically. Huh. Um, where are you going? Do you have any plans for a family trip coming up? 
Uh, not yet. Not okay, yet. You're Liz, on Liz, it. Liz and I are going to celebrate our, our 50th next year. Uh, it's June next year, but we're probably going to go to Italy in, in April or May. So we're trying to plan that. We've always wanted to go to Italy. We've never, never been there. Been? And we're not taking anybody. It's going to be Liz and I. So my wife. Are, I went for my 25th. It's my favorite trip. And you know that I travel right. a fair amount. Oh, yes, you do. And I went to Venice, Florence, Rome, and then a week on the Amalfi Coast. You're going to plan, plan my trip for me, right? I, See, I, I, I need my to trip <laughs> that I've taken, I've given to a number of people, uh, and I'll, I'll send you the itinerary. And it was the best two weeks, and wow. the Amalfi Coast was just spectacular. Did you gain any weight? How can you not? <laughs> Pasta they everywhere. know how to live. They know I, how to I live. I should interview you now, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I had gelato every day, <laughs> and and just the table wine there, yeah. and just they make eating an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're spending three hours at the table wow. and just, and everything's so fresh. Oh, we'll talk. Right. <laughs> uh, you can get me going on That's that it. topic. Um, first. So what's a first that you've always wanted to do that you haven't done? And you've done a lot in your life. Uh, something that I could do. It looks like it's, I'm on a game that, show right now, Keith. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ding, well. ding, 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 ding. All right. Time's yeah. up. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it, it, it's kind of crazy because I, there's not, I don't have like a wish list of something no. that I, that I, that I want to do. I, I, I've been very fortunate to experience a lot of things and most of them revolved around sports and business in, in my family. So there's really a, I, I've been lucky in that regard. So um, there's nothing I'm, that's on the, you know, the front of that, my brain yeah, saying, I, I got to really do wanna, this. Yeah. I really want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Maybe Italy's one of those. It, oh, Italy, Italy is definitely one of them. So we'll give you a report when we get back next year. <laughs> so t- talk about that, all the things that you did. And we know that you were a uh, Super Bowl quarterback. What was the highlight? Is that it? No, there, no it, I, I think playing the game, realizing how few people make it to the NFL level, and then spending 17 years playing quarterback in the NFL. That's incredible. I mean, it, you know, the average career is 3.3. That that, yep. that that shocks people when I tell them. The average NFL career is 3.3 years. So don't get your kids ready to go into the National Football League. So um, four years in L.A. with the Rams, 10 years here in Philadelphia, two years in Miami, backing up Dan Marino. 10 years in Philadelphia is like 20 years. Yeah, it's like yeah, dog well, years. And those, those early years, we weren't very good. So I got beat up pretty good until we uh, fortified the offensive line and ended up going to the Super Bowl four years after I got to Philadelphia. So, um it's a tough way to make a living. I mean, it really is. I incredible respect for the players that play the game. Um, but it's also, it's tough, but it's a great way to make a living. It really is. The National Football League, uh, great leadership in, out of New York and the office what's, there. What's the toughest? The league. Is it the physical part or is it the moving part? You know, like you're always busy. Well, you mentioned the moving part. That, 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 that wasn't tough for me. No? And I'll give you the example. You know, when I, when I left the Eagles and went to Miami, I packed a duffel bag and went to training camp. Liz and the kids stayed fear. behind, and about a month later, when you know when you make the team, now they get in the car. She got it. she does all the heavy lifting, lifting the kids up, lifting the luggage up, getting in the car, and driving down to down to Miami. So for me, I was just playing football, and she, her, her commitment to the kids allowed me to play football. I, I was I never worried about that because I knew I had an unbelievable woman that was taking care of that. All the all the minutia was was being taken care of. And when, when I think of that 17 years, I, I think I'm very, very fortunate. Last, it, there are very few guys that, that get to 17 when you look at the, the totality of players in the NFL. And for the most part, you know, I, I escaped healthy. Um, brain functions well right now. I can still talk and do all the things. But, it, it, you know, I got bumps and bruises. I had, you know, four surgeries and different things like that on my leg, my wrist, uh, you know. Do you have any replacement parts on you? Uh, I got a couple screws in my in screw, screw, 
six in the leg holds me together. So, but you don't have a uh, knee replacement. No, no, hip- knock, knock on wood, knock on wood. I, I, I'll do a lot of knocking. <laughs> <laughs> How's it affect your golf game? Uh, age is now affecting my golf game. You know, I, I was a five, you know, I was at one time, I was a five handicap. I, I was I a know. good player. And those drives are going about 270, 275. Now at the age of 72, they're going about 210, 215. And every once in a while now, every once in a while, I will you move up one. to those forward tees. I'll move up. See, I, this <laughs> year I moved up to the forward tees. And it's more fun, right? It is a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. I got tired of hitting a three-wood on my second shot to just about every hole. Yeah, no, it's no fun when you're playing yeah. 6,500 yards. I, Take I, 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 I play an old man game. I, yeah. I can hit it straight. I can get up and down. I never had a big drive. Yeah. So as the course got longer as you get older. Oh, yeah. It's but technology has helped, you know. You, yes, the equipment it, it now. Does. I mean, I, I'm a wonk for trying all this equipment, and I do get a lot of free samples, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me oh. try that. Let me try that. I try everything. So you're still playing back then. You're not. You haven't moved up. I I move, I move up a few times, depending on the match I'm playing. We got a bunch of guys that are my age. We'll all play. For, we'll move up. I'm not going to be at a disadvantage being right. you know 50, 60 yards behind the guys. I can't make my five dollar bet on the, on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And trust me, that five dollar is really important in golf. You know oh, that I, I, we play for six dollars. So. Right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, can your son still be? Can you beat your son? No, no. There, there was a time, uh, and this this was probably one of the times we, we really had a family argument. My son BJ, who now, like I mentioned, runs the company. We, we were always in the golf business. He was a pre, he was a pretty good player. So I would never let him beat me. Of course. And my my wife would get mad at me. You know, I say. <laughs> She was saying, hey, you, gotta, you, know, you, can't, you can't just keep beating him. And I said, no, because when he beats me, when he really beats me, he'll know he beat me. I'm not giving him, oh, to pick that up or that, that doesn't count or something. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, I, I always want him to do good. I love you know, my son. I want him to do well. But I, I never let him beat me because I want him to have that competitive juice that, okay, when you beat me, and I'm, I'll never forget the time, first time he beat me. We were Where playing, was it? We were playing in Myrtle Beach. And uh, we were on the 18th hole. And he, he needed a par on the 18th hole to beat me, and he got it. You know, and he was like, I got your dad. You know? And I gave him the biggest hug I can give him because now you actually now beat your dad. So. Did you feel the pressure going into that? Like, uh, Hell yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I'm competitive, you know, and that's why my wife gets mad at me It's all funny the time. you <laughs> say that. I just, my, I had the same conversation with my wife recently, and my son's starting to play golf, and he could never beat me. Uh, I lost to him. I mean, I beat him by two strokes, and I said mm-hmm. to my wife, he choked on the last two holes, but he had me, and, right. and I was nervous. <laughs> and it's not too far in my future where I will have that experience, you'll and he will beat me. You'll have it. Oh, yeah. Then it, it'll, it'll humble you, you know, but, <laughs> but it'll make you feel proud that you brought him up. Oh, you I'm just proud that he gave, him up the wrong gave way, me a run right for way. my money. Yeah, no. yeah. So, yeah, my son is still very, very good. He played in the Delaware golf team. He went to uh, studied business leadership at the University of Delaware, and that's where he kind of got his, his formal educational background from. Delaware's got a great, great school, you know, with their education there. And he, he did a phenomenal job in business. So he, 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 he's, he's done phenomenal. And these kids now are, you know, I, I've kind of had the old hard work ethic. Um, these kids now work hard and smarter and yeah. smarter. You know, I still use a pencil and, you know, a legal pad to write my stuff down. These kids are well, running eight golf courses has got to be very challenging. It is, it, it is very challenging because, and you hear this in a lot of business, you know, in today's world, there's a lot of cash, yep. although it's, everything's starting to trend towards credit and everything yep. else, but we still deal with a lot of cash every single day, and you got to do things the right way when you have, have cash. You got to have people you can trust and have systems in place to make sure that every, every dime is accounted for every yep. single day. So you mentioned your son. We mentioned your daughter, Jolene. Who else is in, in the family? Uh, Jessica, my daughter, works at the Pew Foundation. 
The which uh, foundation? The Pew, Pew, foundation, Pew Foundation, which is okay. a phenomenal philanthropic foundation raising billions of dollars for, uh, you know, all, all kinds of different charities. And she's actually in, in Denver this week uh, at a Pew Foundation function. And she, I mean, she kind of, like, like I, I have my own foundation, Josie's Playbook, which, which Tell we've us about raised. about that. We've raised over $7 million in the last 39 years for at-risk By the way, that's another community. business. It's another business. And I'll tell you that, that, and I see what we do with JYP. We're all our, our families involved with that. It's a Jaws Hughes Partners playbook, and it's a Dvorsky family involvement. And Jessica realized, you know, there's needs in, in the world, needs in our lives. And uh, uh, she went to work for the Pew Foundation because they do phenomenal, phenomenal work and raise a lot of money worldwide. Uh, we do the, the Jossie's playbook is pretty much local, and it it's our family. We work it, and you know the events that we run, the well, golf tournaments. That was to, one of my first first yeah. time I ever. It was your bike event. Yeah, it was down Atlantic City. It was the Boys and Girls Club, yep, and Atlantic we City, put yeah. together two hundred bikes that day. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the next year I went, and I wasn't there to see the kids come through. The next year I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it is a while. And, that, the, and I go to those, as you know. I know you do. I go when we build the bikes. I go when we give the bikes away because it gives me the motivation and the energy to want to ask. I'm, I don't like asking people for money, but when I see the, we did Kensington, and it probably it, one of the worst areas you'll find not only in Pennsylvania, but in I, the world. I was there. It, it, it's awful what these young kids have to deal with. And you, you walk to the, the building where we're giving the bikes away, and you see needles on the ground, yep. people sleeping on the sidewalk in Tent City. Um, that shouldn't be our country. It should not be our country. So, like, yeah, we've given away over 2,000 bikes. And these kids come in there, and they, they, they need help. They need support. We give them the bike, a helmet, a lock. We give, Pizza Hut donates food. We have, and we, it just it makes them – it's a holiday time, too. It's in early December. So we're giving these kids a nice bike. And it, it also gives them freedom, gives them uh, health and, you know, physical fitness because they're moving – and mobility is, is, is so important. So when I leave there, I, I, I'm excited for those kids, but I'm, I, I can't wait to start asking sponsors to help me and help the family because I'm, I'm energized by seeing with these kids, and that's why it's a Jaws Youth Playbook. We want to help young people. I was energized. I mean, just the, the, I, I'll never forget this one girl's face. She'd never have a bike. And think about my audience. Yeah. Think about your first bike when you had it, and some of us don't have to worry about that but when you don't have the means and you're given your first bike and you get on it and it has all these little things oh, yeah. coming out of it and it's got a horn and it's got a basket and she was so thrilled she was yeah. crying yeah the mother was crying yeah and she was so grateful that you know you gave my kid her first bike and i i was out back trying to help her you know get on yeah. it and what an experience. Yeah, it, it really is. Like I said, I, I, I personally like to be there. Our family's there for all of it. And it, it just gives us inspiration and motivation to want to help and raise more money, give away more bikes, and go to more places that we can go. So, um, so we love it. we got about two more minutes. What, what do you want to tell my audience? Is there anything you want to ask them? Maybe it's something for the Jaws Youth Playbook. Well, well you go to JY, JYP uh, Foundation uh, on the Internet. Um, it lists everything that we do. People do want to support, and we, we always appreciate everything that we can get, and we get a lot of individual participation, a lot of corporate participation. Uh, my golf tournament every year, which I've, this will be the 40th one coming up, is usually the big fundraiser every single year. And I've had from Tom Brady to Joe Theismann to Peyton Manning and all these guys at, at, at the golf tournament. So it, it gets kind of the, the stars of the stars that come, and it's the big fundraiser. And 
So uh, how can they participate? Um, we if, have, we, if you're a golfer, we have volley. Well, you, you can obviously buy a player spot if you like, although okay. we are, uh, fortunately we're sold out every year, but sometimes spots do open up. And if you go to the website, you know, that's where you can find all the information. It, it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, June 6th of 2024 this year at, uh, at Riverwinds Golf Club and live casinos are presenting sponsor. They've been phenomenal to deal with. And they're a very, um, community oriented organization that, um, the Cordis family and the people at, at, in South Philly at the Live Casino. So they're great people to work with. We share the same values. And you're, you're a spokesperson for Live? Yes, I am. Yeah. 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 I'm there. I, I, I go to have dinner there, then go to the Phillies games. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going there tonight? I'm not going tonight. We're, we're heading out of town tomorrow. So I'll oh, be out of okay. town a couple of days and then uh, get ready for the World Series. Okay. Uh, I've got tickets for the first game of the World Series. Uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. Please, please, please. I'm confident. I'm, <laughs> Are you confident? I'm confident. It's, it, it, You're feeling it? It's funny. I, 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 I look at this team, and it has a football team mentality. Yes. I, it really does. And, and, and football really is more of a consummate team game. But as I, you know, I'm at the game, uh, the last uh, playoff series in, in the home game, and I'm watching, and you see it on TV as well, all those players not sitting in the dugout, you know, not rubbing They're their bats. The They're all up on the railing cheering for each other, rooting for each other. That, that says a lot. That says a lot. These guys are, you know, and, and hey, they've overcome deficits all along this season. So the only way you overcome the adversity is by being together. And those guys are really together. And I think the manager's done a phenomenal job of getting this team ready for these big games. This team is built. It's built for tough situations. It's a tough group of guys with, with a lot of really good players. So as a leader of a of, of, of franchise, you appreciate it a little bit more. You see it through different eyes than somebody that maybe didn't play the game on that level. Oh, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think there's any doubt. You know, and, 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 uh, it, there's so many moving parts in sports. It's not one thing. It, we're talking about the Phillies in the dugout. When I watch the coaching tape, and I'm a long for film study before I give my comments on television or radio, the shows that I do, when I watch the game, I, sometimes I'll just look at the sideline because the all 22, I see all 22 players on the field. I see the players. The I will end up watching the sideline. And see where the energy is, and it, it's discernible. You watch some teams; all the guys sit on a bench. They're, they're, not they're, even paying they're, attention. You grab button, grab ass, and I call it. You know, not paying attention to what's going on. And then you see some teams; they are the minute a play is made, everyone's up and jumping and hugging each other. And, and you know, I, that's where a coach comes in and gets teams focused to lead. And energy is so much a part of the game. Talk about the Phillies. Talk about the Eagles. The good teams have a great energy on their sideline, not always on the field. Well, I, I've got to thank my guest, special guest, Ron Jaworski, for ah, bringing great energy. I mean, we're, we're done. I'm just getting warmed up. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming today and taking time out of your very busy schedule. Thanks, Keith. Keep up the great work. Thank you. <laughs>